Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Boy and the Bear. Much as we hate to admit it, we have all got friends on the other side of the Clyde or the other side of Europe as it was this week. Scotty, I hope you had a nice holiday. Uh, my name is Patrick and I support Celtic. I'm Scott, uh, feeling refreshed from my holiday and I support Rangers. Um, <laughs> so normally what I like to do is chat about football, but however we do end up disagreeing. Um, so that's why we brought Steve along as a mediator. Brought me along, thanks yeah. very much. Or more accurately, find questions, I know we'll divide these two and sit back and enjoy. I'm here to referee this podcast, decide who wins the weekly debates and stop the show going off the rails. And of course, I will never offer my own opinion. Aye, okay then. So, before we get stuck into this episode, a reminder to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and to follow us at BoyBearPod on Instagram, that's Boy with a H. You're goddamn right. <laughs> Just making sure it's right, boys, you know. <laughs> In order to try and build up peace between Patrick and Scott, we like to start our podcast with a compliment for each other's teams. Now, how we usually do this is whoever had the better result of the weekend. So, Celtic winning 3-1 against Kilmarnock with, by the way, a goal from Hatate that I'm sure we'll get onto, and St Mirren getting beat by Rangers 3-0. I'm going to always come down on an away victory off that level, so it's Rangers first. So, Scott... Your compliment for Patrick, please. Thanks, mate. My Ada's goal was one that I was going to mention, you know, against Livy because I thought that was just a piece of brilliance. However, I just saw Tati's goal from the weekend and by Christ, that is a disgusting level of ability to just... But no, I have to say his goal was was brilliant. My compliment for, uh, for Rangers is... I, I was torn between uh, having the balls to sack Buell and... Uh, Tavenier's absolute rocket and it's, it's got to be Tavenier's yeah. rocket what a finish I mean he's, um, had, he's had a torrid couple of weeks but that's one way to slowly endear yourself back to the support with, with goals like that Scotty j- just just a quick one on, on that yeah. we, we spoke about Tavenier on quite a bit at length I, I don't understand this by the way I don't understand the, the abuse that he seems to be Getting, I mean, I seen the thing about like, should he be captain of the Rangers? Should he be this? Should he be that? He's your right back. Is he your top goal scorer this season? Uh, must no, he must be. No, Seema is the top goal scorer for us. Yeah, is he? I mean, he's not far off. What, he's what, not. What do you What do you want from the boy? Yeah. He's the best player against PSV over the over those games. Yeah. Exposing yourself he's been a your bit best of a lack player of knowledge the there, <laughs> Mr. Statman. <laughs> <laughs> it was a question. I didn't confirm it. I was asking the Rangers man. I just, I, I mean, do you understand that? Am I like way off? Am I just not maybe no, getting this from an internal point I of view? I think it's. It's like, if you take away the captaincy armband, I think if he didn't have the captain's armband, nobody would bat an eyelid. You know, nobody would be hating him as much as they do. But he's such mm-hmm. a controversial figure because you've got a lot of people going, oh, he's not a Rangers captain, he's not a Rangers... You know, he doesn't scream, he doesn't, like, a Richard Goff or, you know, like, kind of put... That kind of guy, you know, that's grabbing players by the scruff of the neck, saying, mm-hmm. your finger your analysis isn't acceptable... He leads by example, and sometimes it's not great. You know, sometimes his head does drop, but yeah, you can't argue with his contribution to the team. He what? Has... You argued with his contribution no, to the team? No, no, last yeah, episode, no, I mean, you fickle bastard. I just mean in goals, in terms of goals, you can't, God. you cannot argue, you can't argue with you the goals. Are so fickle, dude, I've had, I've, dude, I have had that shite two weeks. Right, I'm stressed at my box trying to find a new manager, trying to find an identity play. You're trying to find a new manager. Are you? No, so I'm actually helping you. go yeah. back and listen to what you yes, said okay, Pat. on the last episode Pat. of your podcast. Pat, I can't remember what I did yesterday, mate, let alone two weeks ago. So, <laughs> what? No, I'm just meaning. Utterly ridiculous revisionism from you there, mate. Well, now you've been thrown straight back in the firing pot, Scotty. We may as well ask you now. How was your holiday? Fantastic. Great. Yeah. How was uh, your Rangers bar? Um, it wasn't quite a Rangers bar, it was a pub that. Showed wasn't probably, even sh- probably wasn't by the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, no, though. I trashed it. Um, no joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was just a sports. It was just like a sports bar. But I had to actually ask for the game to be shown because obviously we're, we're that shite that now nobody wants to watch us. So I didn't realize you spoke Montenegro. Um, yeah, d- to be fair, I don't think you can blame the people of Montenegro that they weren't showing a no, Rangers game. No, you can't. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it's shocking, uh, especially when they're showing Marseille. No, but um, I had to drag my poor missus round, round Montenegro, Old Town, looking for a sports pub to show the game. Um, Mate, that is stunning. It was, I. Uh, it was yeah, like a staunch, proper, yeah. like, you know, Rangers dad behaviour, isn't it? I've got a quick question right. for both of you. Can Henry. either of you uh, name a Montenegrin club team? 
Yes. Because uh, oh. I can't. What was it? Oh, they, there was a team playing on Saturday, and I cannot like. It was Tiva. I mean, no, you were Tiva, there. Uh, Tiva you. Arsenal. That's what they're called. Tiva. Oh, is there or not? I'm Tiva, being there. Tiva Arsenal FC. Is, is there not an FC Montenegro? I don't think so. I'm not sure. I don't think so. But all I know is, is I saw a bunch of people uh, wandering about with a Tiva Arsenal T-shirt. So I am I. Oh, there is by the way. Oh no, that's a national team. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm glad I picked up some some knowledge when I was away. So, um, but yeah, I'm just was, absolutely it was, chucked. It was up. a good holiday, boys. So thanks. It was feeling very refreshed, and then you know, come back to. The slaughterhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glad to be of assistance. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, for the reason of Scott being on holiday, we do have quite a bit of catching up to do. Celtic have been domestically flawless, um, but have chucked a result in the Champions League to Lazio, which we're which we're going to get onto in quite a bit of detail. Two results, I think. Two results. Ah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. And um, Rangers have had another implosion. Um, <laughs> oh God! And to be honest with you, that is where we're going to start. So. God. Rangers manager update, Scotty. When you last refreshed Skybet, who do you want to take the job? So I just need a minute to wipe the tears from my face. Um, it's a very emotional time. Uh, no, I, Can I just jump in and say that all the managers that you guys uh, suggested, basically, uh, on the special pod we did last week, uh, have distanced themselves. That's not to say the mm, listeners should go back and listen to that, because I think it, that was quite a good initial reaction yeah. analysis. So if you've not listened to that, uh, go and check out the reaction to the Beal Sacking. Uh, basically, if you want to see 10 minutes of me bumming up Frank Lampard... Go and, go and watch that podcast. Uh, absolutely, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, yeah, Lampard has distanced himself. Muskets not distanced himself. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, no, Musket. Muskets the final two. It's between him and Clement. What's this like the Apprentice final? Mm-hmm. Well, they went to the, then they had four candidates um, going into this week, and then the news coming out today um, is that it's between Philippe Clement and Kevin Muscat. Who do you want then? Um, both are, I think, both are good options from what I've read. Come off yeah. the fence. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting to that. Uh, don't you worry. Just I'm just climbing getting the to fence that. first. Yeah, I'm just taking my time, just building up, setting the scene. Um, I, Muscat's good, but I think just comparing him to Clement, Clement has a better CV, and I think we need that. Um, the guy has, you know, he's performed really well in Belgium which is a similar you know like size of league to Scotland it's you know Bruges are a massive club over there so mm-hmm. similar demands to Rangers and Celtic you know he has derbies so I think it's a lot of parallels to to him so I believe and he also did a good job in Monaco before obviously they started kind of on their mini implosion themselves so I do think he's for yeah. me the one I want you're not getting any Paul Le Guin vibes nah nah I think I think the problem with obviously Paul Guin was you know like I just a wrong appointment, but I think he just tried to change too much at the time when he came in. You know, and you had guys like Barry Ferguson that like ruled the Ockenhowie with an iron fist. So um, <laughs> ruled Ockenhowie with an iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I do think Clement's he's got the credentials, he's got the experience. I, I do believe he'll he works he work well with the young players that we've got and I think that's where we're going to have to build this team around this season because some of the players I mean there's still still a chance for them but you know I do think the writing's on the wall for Lammers and Dessers I don't think they're going to contribute too much this season so he's got a great track record of working with young players and developing them so I would like to see Philip Clement I mean do those do those two uh, candidates like give you any fear whatsoever Paddy? Um. <sighs> I think Clement brings a little bit more prestige to the role than perhaps Muscat does. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the, the short answer is ni- neither of them bring the fear, but I think Rangers have probably whittled it down to the two that best candidates yeah. that they that they could have. Th- yeah, that, yeah, that want it. But then again, if um, you if you think about sorry, just to interject there, like if you look at when Ange came in, nobody was really we weren't scared of. It. We were like, oh, who's this guy coming in? You know, and then obviously he performed like wonders at Celtic, and is t- obviously taking that on to Tottenham. But you know, I, I mean, it was Ange or Eddie Howe at the time, and yeah. I don't regret not getting Eddie Howe. It, it was one thing that again struck me is there's no domestic managers yeah. that are really being now associated in the final two of the jobs. I mean, you hear some of the stuff that go that was being 
cast around like Pedro and his training methods and things like mm-hmm. that. It's just maybe something that Scottish based dressing rooms don't. Yeah. The caravan rolls on, but the dog keeps barking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, see, if you, see if you actually like look at that quote, I mean, it's fucking it's hilarious. Unbelievable. But, but see if you actually I'm like deal with the meaning of that quote. Oh, it's so, my, so I've got it tatted on my shin, you know. Um, don't tell the wife, you know. <laughs> drunk. Uh, but no, I see if you actually break that quote down, it makes a lot of sense. But just on the same time, um, stop the pod, yeah. break that down for me right now. No, it's no, like, but you, it, no, you break it down, get your shit out, break it down. Your out. Uh, no, I'm not gonna break it down. Is the joke. Right, it just means that all the outside noise, mm-hmm. right, outside of your building, outside your life, just keeps keeps going on. So that's right? the dog, that's the dog pattern, <laughs> right? But your caravan keeps going from holiday home to holiday home, wherever you're going, and you're just on your own journey focusing yourself that's what the meaning is because a lot of Portuguese managers have used it so yes I just think so what did, time, what was he trying to say in the context of Rangers at the time who's the caravan who's the dog I think he was fucking the caravan I'm just going to get out of here I think that's what he was he's doing he's still in so. his caravan looking for his next job <laughs> <laughs> the dog's not following him no oh, we've digressed heavily. oh we have uh, yeah, sorry, as always yeah. as always <laughs> Well, moving on with the podcast, I think we could uh, give... The caravan rolls on. The caravan rolls on. <laughs> we Dog's can still uh, congratulate Rangers for now making it into the top two. With a 3-0 result against St Mirren. Congratulations. Well done, mate. Just an ear clap. Anybody want to provide some sort of uh, sophisticated domestic review of what's happened since last time we were on the pod? I can provide you with an update, but I don't think it's particularly sophisticated to mind. I think we probably need to dedicate a bit more time to Rangers. Um this week and that's not a, a we dig dedicate all the thing. time to Rangers well yeah we dedicated an episode to Rangers and it still wasn't enough nah. the Celtic caravan rolls on and the dogs have sort of quietened down basically you're um, not throwing sharks at people no <laughs> no that's your turn now uh, I think I think you're starting to see the benefit of a more Celtic uh, a Celtic settled squad a more settled Celtic team and now. fan base and fan base yeah the noise is I think people are starting to get. I, I remember being really impatient at the start, saying, I, "I have no idea what Rogers is trying to do. What's the style? It's just it's controlled. It's really bossing, just bossing the pitch against all of these teams, keeping the ball domestically. It's 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 kind of happy days. I feel like we're gonna continue to dominate. I feel like we're ticking them off one by one, and before you know it, we could be out of sight. I think that. Palmer boy, we spoke a few episodes ago that, well, the whiz that is Michael Beale spoke to this guy and decided that he wasn't for him. I've watched that guy the last couple of games now. Okay, he's maybe not the full package yet, but his finishing seems to be really good. Yeah. You know, like his his finish, like in the last. I think he scored scored in every game he's played in, except the Feyenoord game. Not quite Rabbi Matondo, though, is he? Nah. That well, redemption arc was quite short-lived. It's a shame for the boy. He got absolutely hacked and taken out. But no, I, I think like Lewis Palmer seems to be a player, I think, that can cause teams problems. Yeah, I, dom- I'm kinda, in a I'm... sense, I'm a bit like, thanks, Michael. Thanks for not going and getting him. I think, I think we had opportunity. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I'm to apologise. No. I, I think Rangers just have to hang on to Celtic's coattails now. They just, for the next few weeks, just don't get the gap any bigger just just maintain winning even if it's scruffy like the Rangers fans just maybe need to close their eyes for the next three weeks and just hope for the best and that a new manager comes in obviously international break it'd be good I mean it would make sense to appoint a manager in this time period but it is Rangers so um, we'll see what happens I think they're trying to appoint him by the end of this week is he? which I think, that's, I, th- I think that's the, the plan so you can get to like a, a full like week to ten days with the his new squad before the start, you know, obviously have having Hibs at home. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it has been a difficult period for Rangers. Well, well at least you, know. you had the at least you had the best result, <laughs> just to cheer you up yeah, a little bit, and yeah. that that kind of moves us on to talking about the European campaigns of the two clubs. Now, Pat, you wrote the notes for the episode this week, and I did take a. Well, I was smiling when I read the bit that you thought the Celtic had a great performance against Lazio because it's something we always kind of talk about and what actually defines a great performance. So. Yeah, you obviously watched the game from start to finish. And um, what mm-hmm. were your what were your main takeaways from it? That is the most painful European defeat at Celtic Park I can remember for a long time. And I think the reason that this one is so or was so painful is because I'm not surprised 
that we conceded a last minute winner for Lazio after after bossing the entire game. I feel like with a bit more quality, with a with a Jota in that team or or signings of a to the level of a player like Jota, we don't lose that game because there was plenty moments which we could have capitalized on. And the frustration and the reason it's so painful that it, it is because we did boss that game. Like this is a this it wasn't it wasn't a peak Celtic performance, but it was a really controlled Celtic performance. I was really, really proud of how Celtic played, how we quickly took the lead. The goal and the, the touch from O'Reilly and the finish count from Kilgore was stunning. And you just feel like, right, we can build on this now. And we just didn't. And it's down to the lack of quality that's in our squad. Like mm-hmm. Dyson Maida, I love him, but he's just not got. He's just, he's sca- he scaffs at a couple of chances. It's his attempt at an overhead kick that means that Palma's goal is offside. That's another thing. We are literally a shin pad away from getting that two-one lead. But that's what European football is like. That's 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 the nature of it. That's it. I think the reason it's so painful, Stephen, is because we did play really well, but and we still come. We've got absolutely nothing to show from one and a half good Champions League performances I think we've shown that we're on a par with teams like Feyenoord and Lazio in terms of playing football but they have that they've got the quality what, what, you know they get that <clears throat> chance for Pedro at the end and I, they score think, it and I, we leave with nothing yeah. once again I think, I think that comes like down to 10, 90, 10 90 years minute performance it does I think it's yeah, a 90 minute it, performance it absolutely does and I think it's a lot of it's mentality and stuff but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper this week and just actually try and put some stuff together that we can maybe talk about and, and see if, if if this is something that's that is a what well, is a problem, but how much of a problem it actually is. So, what I did was I went and had a look at um, Celtic's average possession statistics in both the SPL and then compared it to the Champions League. And I did the same for Lazio and I did the same for Manchester City. And what I was basically looking to do was show that maybe Lazio are more used to playing games where the possession's more even. So they have less opportunities, etc. And then they, they exploit those those situations. So Celtic in the SPL this season, their average possession is currently sitting at 67.6. Now to put that in perspective, that's one of the highest in Europe. In the Champions League, their average possession is 47.1 in the two games they've played so far. I think you have to bear in mind we had nine men for... 30 minutes for one of them, but yeah. Take no, but you, you take my point on that. It was, and then on, on average in the SPL, you have 18, 18 shots per game and in the Champions League, you've had 9.5. And comparing that with Lazio, looking at their Champions League possession, they've actually had on average 46.8% possession compared to Serie A where they've had 52.6. So they've got less than 6% difference between the two competitions they play in, whereas Celtic is up and around yeah. 20% possession. Now, for me, it just strikes me that Celtic just aren't used to playing games like that. And the quality of the SPL in general is what's costing Scottish teams. Now, I'm going to open that up for you boys to, to kind of talk about. But as a neutral, sitting back and watching it, because we, we seem to be having these conversations season on season, and I don't want to seem like I'm a Debbie Downer when I'm on Scottish football and I'm going, we're just rubbish, we don't have the mentality for it. There she is again. Right? But it's every season you boys say, oh, but we were so close and oh, but if we had this and oh, if we had that. No, it's mentality and it's down to a 90 minute game. It never seems to happen in our favour. So where do you guys sit on that? I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Like People always say that for any team, you need to raise your game in Europe. Mm-hmm. But for Celtic, as you've just outlined, and Rangers, raising your game becomes trying to double essentially your level of performance. Now, if I'm at work, right, <laughs> I can't double my level of performance night on night or week by week. And neither can these Celtic players. The reason I say this is a really good Celtic performance is because I don't think I don't think that players like Liam Scales and Greg Taylor and Maida can play much better. I think they were at peak level. So they did raise their game to an adequate standard, well, almost an adequate standard to get a draw with Lazio at home. That's the other thing I should say. We weren't deprived of a win, we were deprived of yeah. a draw. So so I think I think what you're saying is correct, but I, I also think, I, I still think to a degree the damage was done in the transfer window for Celtic. The, the players we've signed are, are fine, but I thought we were getting players into challenging Europe. That was the, that was what was sold but to you us. think that, that Kyogre can play top four, Celtic, uh, top four in England? And he proved himself. He'd scored in the Champions League. He's got his goal. He 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 scored the one chance he had. 
Same with Callum McGregor. Absolutely. Probably a, one of our best performers on the night. So like, but there's there's four or five players there who I think are at that level and they're let down by the other six or seven. I think when it comes to that level, especially the Champions League, because we, we got found out last, last season, you know, like it requires the entire squad to be at that level. Not just a couple individuals or... You need the entire eleven to be at that level to maintain the ninety-minute performance. Which, unless you're Real Madrid or Barcelona, you can get away with a sixty-minute performance. Yeah, but you know, you've got to, you've got to be. I think prepared. the nutshell is, you know, we, you know, we we lost our goal that put us two one up because of Dyson Maida and Lazio got their goal because they were bringing Pedro off the bench. Yeah, and, and that's that, what I would say is Pedro Pedro plays for Lazio because. And he's happy to play that bit part role because Lazio com- are in a seriously competitive league. You're never going to maybe get a Pedro sitting on the bench for Celtic. Yeah. I mean, I know Rangers yeah. had Jermaine Defoe, but it's different. It's different. It's different. Like, you I, had the Gerard effect, I agree. etc. I, I think I think there's a multitude of reasons, Stephen. I, I think I still be- I still believe that Celtic can perform and get results in the Champions League and win games. And we were a ball here away from doing that. You know, a, a shin, like I said, a shin pad away from doing that on on Tuesday, and then the, the whole conversation is different. But the well, do we re- like you've said- sorry, Pat? Do we revise expectations? And I mean, what 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 are we revising them to? Because it's taken two games, and yeah, what what are we looking at now? Celtic trying to finish third in that group somehow. I don't know we, how you do it, but no, I think we had to win that game, or certainly not lose that game to have any chance. I, I still think we've got a good enough team to beat Feyenoord at home and to beat Lazio away and try and nick a draw at Atletico. But but I think the damage has been done at this point. Mm-hmm. I said from the start, better performances in the Champions League and a win would represent progress for me. I don't know. But I still, I still think we can. Gra- I still think we can grab the win. My expectations haven't really been revised, but I feel flatter about the Champions League and where we're going as a club because I really thought that we were trying to build a team that was going to win that game, and we were almost there, but we're still not. Clearly, that's the evidence, um, and that and that's really disappointing. And I think the atmosphere at Celtic Park suffered as a result. Because as soon as Lazio equalised, yeah. it was just that feeling of here we go again. Yeah, like, and they were right. been doing the seen the same fucking movie play out. Like so, as I mean, like we we've seen it. I think that's why you you're talking about the outcry at Rangers and you know a few episodes ago. And is it is it over the top? It's not because we've seen the same. Okay, like Europe's been a lot kinder to us, and that's because we deserved with our performances in Europe. But obviously. Thursday night, last Thursday wasn't good, but I think we've similar issues. But in the league, you know, we we built this. Well, just quickly, that's why I would disagree with anyone who said that Celtic and Rangers can't do it. No, because we have, and you know, yeah. you you we, did we've the double over Dortmund. Like, yeah, you know, like we've like, proven. There's it, results like, there that prove that we can raise our game adequately from the Scottish League to Europe. Well, it's just harder for us. Look to at do it. look at that time we went to the final. You know, you had Christopher and Kun and Kunu. Hundred million pound striker going up against Conor Goldson, who some people don't rate. And okay, he's had a poor season so far, but we matched him. Do you mean we? So there is there is that element. I think you're right, though. I think there is that mentality issue. Oh, it's a big team. You can't. Do, oh, it's a big player. But we've proven it. And we need to just drum that into our youth players. Players that are coming to our clubs. That when you're at this level, you're at this club. You compete. You don't give up. You don't. And I think. I think Gio needs to get a bit of credit for that, by the way, because <clears throat> looking back and remembering those performances, he's probably the the only one that managed... He had a strategy for Rangers playing domestically, yep. and then yep. he had a strategy for Rangers playing in Champions League football, and that's formation, yep. personnel, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Scotty, I'm just going back on what I remember, and he exploited Ryan Kent's abilities in European football, where he was more of a counter-attacking player. Yeah. His ability and to carry the ball up. They played a completely different game in Europe than they did domestically. And that's kind yeah. of my point is that we're trying to build teams, the old firm teams, and then taking that into European football. And for me, it just it isn't feasible because the drop off and yeah. playing SPL games, and it's not. I'm not even blaming the players here because I just don't see how you can mentally compute that where you can go to St. Mirren and be away from home and have 70% of the ball and then be expected to completely play a completely different game yeah. in 90 minute football on the Wednesday where you've got 47% and you've got half the shots and yeah well I, th- I think like obviously we're going to get on to again we keep saying we're going to get on to the managers but we've had you know some of our most successful managers had a European squad mm-hmm. and had 
you know, a domestic squad for that. Described as anti-football. <laughs> Described as well, yeah, but it, it, yeah, what would but, you rather? What would you rather? But it's, you know, I, th- I think I think there needs to be, it's, it's difficult because, you know, you want to advance your team, you want to see your team play good, nice, expansive football, but then on a Saturday or Sunday, you're going down to these places like Paisley or up to Dingwall and it's 10 it's men. Cool. Montenegro, I'm Montenegro. Um, <laughs> but you know, like FC you, Montenegro. <laughs> um, but you're kind of going up against ten men behind the ball, and it's really hard to shift them. You, it's difficult until teams around us step up their game, as well as in terms of, oh, I'm not going to be scared of getting battered here. I'm going to actually try and play when I've got the ball. No one's saying not to play counter-attacking football because it works. But it's a, there's a difference between counteracting and just parking three buses for the entire game. We're big fishes in small ponds going yep. up against big fishes in big ponds. Well, yeah. I mean, if you yeah. look, because um, the way I wanted to finish this was was just saying that we're not, we're, we don't have to look very far to see an example of how we can make that work. You just look at the Scotland national team. He's literally setting up a team like we should be setting up Champions League teams. To place big teams. You say that though, mate. But we're, we've brought in managers like these managers for a reason. And you know, Posto Coglu said, "I'm not going to change my style no matter what." And probably I respect the, that. No, but so I respect better, that. I two res- sex, probably had better performances than, than than we've ever had in Europe. Whereas Rogers actually, in his first spell, tried to change mm. his tried to change his tactic when he went away to Barcelona. I played five at the back, gave a new right back, Gamboa, Jesus, his <laughs> debut. We played a five four one, and they still beat us seven 0 and I think his reflection after that was, well, if I'm going to lose playing the way I don't want to play, yeah, then why don't I lose playing the way I do want to play? And that will improve you domestically. And yeah. I agree with that, to be honest. I'd rather I'd rather see my team going out and trying to win a game than sit back. That's like us last season in the Champions League. We obviously had a group of death and we didn't play the right way. We didn't play the way that we should have that got us to the Europa League final. I know it's different competition, but you know, I think to fair, you're up against three... No, you're up against outstanding teams, but it's the same principle. Go out and play your game to a degree that you're not changing your entire philosophy for these three teams and then going back to it on a Saturday. It's, you know, be brave and against these teams and you never know what's going to happen. You know, you know it's football, it's <laughs> a beautiful fairness, game. Can I just say, we're talking about how we, try, we have to tailor our European... Uh, Performances and we've not touched on the Aris Limassol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of hoping we just brush past that one. You know, we can't I'm have not, Scotty taking no bi-weekly holidays, mate. We just yeah. can't. Like, do you want me to make this podcast until the end of the season? <laughs> just, just your next manager making it to the end of the season will do. To be honest with you, everyone's saying it's the worst performance, and you know, in Europe, I don't think it's it's not as bad as progress. You know, it's really not. That's progress, but it's. It's not a great. It's not a great result. It's not. It's not the worst, but it's certainly not. Not ideal. Um, it, in fact, I, I actually walked out of the pub, um, after about sixty-five, seventy minutes because I was like, I'm not sitting here for the next twenty odd minutes watching this crap. I'm on holiday. I'm here to enjoy myself. By the way, I bet the owners of the pub were delighted. You walk in, demand yep. to put the Rangers game on. <laughs> one of the worst games going. Probably yep. half their clientele leave the bar because that decision, and you fuck off after sixty-five minutes. No, well, actually, I was only a patron inside the pub. Everyone else was outside enjoying the good warm weather. Hopefully, your missus um, was one of those. No, Did I she, see the Rangers game. Oh, I meant they had a Slimsoll game. I'm a, I'm a Limassol fan. I've come all the way from Cyprus, you know. <laughs> Can uh, you not tell? <laughs> it's just awful from start to finish we couldn't string three passes together um, finishing was awful Cyril Dessers I know we, I keep going on about him and I'm, I don't want to lambast the guy but I think that guy was born offside because I have never seen him stay he's never been in an onside position his entire Rangers career so far it, it blows my mind it was just a terrible f- performance I felt really sorry for Stephen Davis because He's played a lot of those guys, and I think they just let let him down. They let the club down. They let themselves down. And you know, okay, Limassol have done really well to get to the Europa League. You know, they have put a lot of goals past a few teams to reach that stage, but they're not they're not better than Rangers. And well, they are, they are, well, yeah, I I know, but um, before the ball was kicked, I mean, you're 
you're thinking that's a, it's an easy win for you. Not nah, you must be thinking, let's get a three 0 away European win. Yep. Get to dominate. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Go and impose yourself. Go and you know you're free from you know there, there's been rumours about being kind of shackled to this kind of strict form of football under Bio. It's like you're going this direction, but there's no change here. It's you know it's, so it, like Davis is like I'll oh, just let them go and play, let them go and express themselves and. They expressed themselves in the, the wrong the wrong way. <laughs> it was like, a, can I retire from football right now? I think that's the expression that they were showing. So, um, it, it, I just feel it, it did a lot, undone a lot of the good work that we've done over the last six, what, six seasons now in Europe. The next part of the podcast lets you uh, live on memories gone by, which I know Rangers fans seem to love to do these days. So, so I, said, I said so the voice of challenge to provide their best, or shall I say, most successful old firm manager since 1990. Now, lads, I ask you to get three each, and Patrick, I will start with you, please. And by the way, just for clarity, the boys are allowed to say uh, names of an opposing team. Which won't be happening. Not Uh, not on your Nelly, son, never. So you look at the... uh, To be honest, you say challenge... it wasn't really a challenge for me, if I'm honest. Like since 1990, in terms of Celtic managers, didn't really have a period of success until um, this man took over. So the first guy I'm nominating is Martin O'Neill. Um, the second won't surprise anyone is Brendan Rodgers in his first spell, uh, and the third is Ange Postecoglou. I think they kind of pick themselves I've still I'm going to be deciding live which one I'm going to nominate uh, to do battle with whoever Scott chooses <laughs> I think that picks itself as well and do you know what? I'm going to trophy records speak for themselves and although the run to Seville was incredible and we had a player like Larson under O'Neill Brendan Rodgers won a Essentially, won us a treble. Treble. He no with the Rangers. No, but not like not the not the strength of a Rangers that Martin and doesn't matter. But I'm not, com- not com- every team had a chance to beat them. They were unbeaten for 64 games domestically. I don't care what league you play in. That's incredible. And <laughs> an invincible treble won a trophy. Won won all three trophies available to him without losing a single game. Um, yeah, for me, for me, it's got to be. Rogers one point oh, over Ange as well, just for clarity. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, I think he and I think Ange played better football. Um, I think Ange will go on to be a more reputable reputable manager than than Rogers. I mean, look what he's already doing at Spurs; mm-hmm. it's quite incredible. And we all saw it coming from a Celtic point of view. I wish Ange had had one more season. I wish this had been the last Ange season, where, so he could have a real crack at the Champions League. But that's not happened. He definitely made the right um, decision now looking at it to be fair to him, didn't oh, he? Absolutely. No 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 arguments whatsoever. Um Ange gave me two of my favourite ever seasons supporting Celtic. O'Neill, the nostalgia's there. But I just don't feel as qualified to speak about the O'Neill years and the run to Seville as I do speaking about how incredible the impact Rogers had on my football club was. So over to you, Scotty. Thanks, mate. Well this fair choice. Um my Three are Alec McLeish, Dick Advocate, and Sir Walter Smith. That's shock, shock horror. Do so you even want to talk about the other two? Or do you just want to go straight to Walter? Um, I mean, because you weren't even smiling until you said that last yeah, one. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, both both like Alec McLeish and Dick Advocate done extremely well. You know, their win percentages as Rangers managers is really high. They both won. Multiple cups, multiple leagues. Open trebles? Yes, yeah, yeah, they did. I just checked my notes here, sorry. That's not Um, written on your notes, don't lie to us. No, it is. Did they win trebles? Yeah. I don't know. Did McLeish win a treble? I'm I'm pretty sure he won a treble. I think he won a treble in his first season, did he not? Pretty sure, yeah, that's, yeah. Don't ask me when that first season was, because me and Dates are. Is it? Carry on, Scott. You talk about what we're saying for for a few minutes, mate. I'll go and get those stats for you. I'll do your job. Yeah, that's fine, mate. I mean... He was he was at the bottom of the list, so I did most of my my prep on Walter. So uh, obviously, 
a manager that's had two spells at the club, with 626 games in total, one percentage of 64. You know, he won 402 games over over his time. Phenomenal. Uh, he won seven in his first spell. He won seven leagues in the 90s. Pure dominance. I know, obviously, like for Celtic, it was a difficult time. You You're know, cheating, but yeah. Uh, well. Uh, Again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, son. So, uh, rules are there to be broken. Great, so in the great. So, uh, so, you know, in the inaugural Champions League, we went on a 10-game unbeaten. And in that season, 92-93, we were 44 games unbeaten. So, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And then you, you look at a second spell, which I think, obviously... Comes in in a different manner. If you look at him as an overall manager, he's come in in the first spell with a lot of money, bought some fantastic players, really took us into a period of dominance we haven't seen, and I don't know if we will get to that level of dominance again just because of the financial landscape and the whole way football is now. But you look at a second spell, and it's there's an argument that I think there's a shout that. Massively overachieved with that squad of players, the budget that it had to operate. I mean, had practically no money to you know, and yet, like we got to Europa League final that two thousand and eight. Like we had no right to be there. Like those performances, like the grit and determination to get get past teams like uh, Fiorentina, like that that game still lives with me all these years later. Do you mean so? Yeah, and then he won three leagues, two cups, two Scottish cups, and two league cups. So I think you know he's had ten titles, five Scottish cups, and six league cups in his, his time. I would hard, I would say it's hard to get a more impressive manager, given two different, very different periods in football. So here's a question for you boys: <clears throat> Would a who would win a prime Brendan Rodgers Celtic or a prime Walter Smith Rangers? Yeah, prime Walter. With the same, like with the teams. No, no, I don't think this this had, Rangers yeah. team currently can be saved. I don't it's more of a just abandoned. But I think if you look at his night, like you know the squad he had in his nineties, especially ninety two, ninety four, Brian Brian Loudrop, you know, it's a good question. Just this, I was right. Yeah, I mean he did have some players. Just for clarity, yeah. by the way, Alex McLeish and Dick Advocat did both win trebles. Cool. No, well, it was me that was doubting. That's that's fair. Um. That's a genuinely close game. I'm not going to pretend that we'd batter them. This Brent, that that Brendan Rodgers team stood toe to toe with, you know, Man City. They were the first team I think to that City didn't get full points against under Guardiola. So that that's the level of this sort of Celtic team we're talking about. Can I say it'd be a score draw? No, you can. Yeah, <laughs> I know Scotty's not going to say that. So <laughs> I'm just thinking about some of the players that you know, Walter Smith. Had it is disposable. Uh, I think it'd be a cracking game. It would be, it would be, be very good. good, mate. Like, it, it, like gets the taste buds going. But you should probably win it in the last minute with a penalty. Uh, do you know what I'd always, I've always said that I'd love to have seen is a prime McCoist and a prime Larson. I think that would have been unbelievable. Oh, that would have been kind of just missed each other, didn't they? But no contest. That's a what? that's a debate for a different. Uh, <laughs> that's, different yeah, that's definitely going to be another debate. I can't believe you just said that. It's absolutely in the conversation. Larson won a Champions League. Come on. Behave yourself. Ah, not with Celtic. Excuse what did McCoy's going to do? Excuse Become me. Rangers' right. all-time record goal scorer. Well, one of the best stickers in... Yeah, and got the Champions League semi-final. Semi-final, that's cute. Aye, because we were cheated by a Marseille team that were trying <laughs> to play Mark Keighley off by saying to Mark Keighley, listen, pal, we'll give you 10 grand if you don't show up for the game. <laughs> Cheating, robbing bastards. Taking it, back to, taking it back to the question at hand, right? Brendan Rodgers, if you compare it to Walter Smith's second spell... Higher, higher win ratio. Who Brendan? Uh, that yeah, that actually had a higher win ratio per game than both. What Can I just stop you there? Spells. Sorry, mate. We had players in that second spell. A guy that blew himself up with a fucking microwave and a, a fried egg. So, um, you know, we had a guy playing who was a right back playing right wing at that point, and Stephen Whitaker. We um, we had we still had players like Doris DeVries in goals. So yeah, I mean Doris DeVries. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, the goalkeeper no, couldn't even use no. a microwave. Can you spell microwave? 
Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it's a bit so, harsh. So Roger said a Roger said a win record, uh, FYI, of sixty nine point eight two percent, and a stat that blew my mind when I was sort of doing a bit of research on this is that Neil Lennon two point even in his second spell, still had a higher win ratio than than Rogers in his first one of seventy percent. Why didn't you name him? Well, we all know what happened at the end of that second. I line, do, th- so. I do think though. I think if you look at like you know especially in the 90s like there wasn't as many games in the 90s do you mean so I think you know the whole win ratio you could argue is up there but I know it's a percentage I'm just saying there's more games in 2000s you know from <laughs> onwards you know playing more games and stuff so it's harder to win more well just saying just saying if you're if you're <laughs> using Brendan you just said Brendan Rogers has got a shiter record than Neil Lennon but he's Ah, you've kind of yeah, shot down no, your own stat. You like but you built it right up. You built it right up in second tenure was as well. Yeah, but then he went off. Did the went off in the rocket. Yeah, but that was because did of the Rogers. Double well, there you go. It wasn't very hard, was it? Like for him to come in and do that. But I love that you built your stat up and been like, oh, I was, I, even I was sitting here being like, oh, it's quite impressive. I didn't even know that. And you went, oh, but Neil Lynn had. <laughs> but a he's not even in your top five. No, what I said. Because you, as you've just, you've just lost the pack. You've just lost as you just, as you just said, Rogers laid the foundations. After that, it'd be interesting. I, I just don't. I just don't see past Walter Smith just given the two totally different landscapes he, he operated Rogers in. won more trophies than Walter Smith did in his second spell in half the time. Yeah, but you've I said since nineteen ninety, so well, yeah, I to, think there's a re- I think there's a reason. But if you, you think said, about it, we weren't even in the league for half a, for a few of those years under Rogers, mate. So Whose fault's that? It'd be, yeah, again, and I, I really hope he does. I really, really hope he does. I hope uh, Brendan Rogers stays for the next maybe five, six years because I think that would be an exceptionally good debate. Do you think he will stay for that length of time? No, Rogers has said I mean, you take it with a pinch of salt after what I did last time, but he said that he will be here for three years this time, and he, he gave us his word at that. Right. And that that will be interesting. Mm-hmm. But actually, he's weirdly still one of Celtic's longest-serving managers of recent times, which is another sort of bonkers stat. From my point of view, this was at, it was actually quite difficult, and I was was looking through it. I thought both of these would say Brennan Rodgers and, and Walter Smith, and then I looked, and <clears throat> Walter Smith actually, in that season Scott was referring to with the Champions League, actually also... Won a domestic treble in ninety two, ninety three, and then in ninety three, ninety three, ninety four, he won the league and he won the league cup and got Rangers to a semi final of a Champions League. Like, can you imagine someone did that now? Now, Europe wasn't. I know it's was different days in the Champions. Yeah, I, know, I know, I know, I know, but still, like, I, I still like if you actually look at his record and around that period, and I think his second spell. What he did was just as impressive because I think we seem to forget that Rangers weren't just in financial difficulty from like the second they went bust. It was was, signed that put them there in the first place. It went before that. Well, it wasn't. It's not him. It's it's, uh, just take your green tinted specs again. Again, it's it's all in the grey. It was it was allowed. There was a financial loophole that was used by multiple teams. We're just unlucky bastards to get caught. However, that's for anyway. It doesn't matter. It's. I think we've yeah. said that's for another podcast about five yeah, times. You know, just I, just, I don't have the energy. Because from the East stuff. End, they don't listen, you know. We don't, at least we didn't go bust. It's, it's, uh, it's been a while since I've said this, boys, but as a point to oh, the wow. Glasgow Rangers. I just want to say, I, I don't have a... I, I can't really argue with that if, it, if the question is 1990, but my caveat to that would be I think there's a reason that 1990 had to be selected. I think from 2000, I would I would, I would be backing Rodgers over Smith much, much more heavily. Well, to be honest with you, mate, most of, the, most of that was down to the fact that we both struggled to find another Rangers fan we actually like, so we need to keep Scotty on the podcast. One more bad so- <laughs> result away and I'm off, boys. <laughs> <laughs> one nil to the Rangers and we move on to what is my favourite part of the podcast which is trivia questions where the boys get to present each other a question to test their knowledge of their own team so Scotty I will let you open up the floor with this one please mate what is your question for Patrick so given the Champions League exploits from Celtic this week I thought it would be quite uh, fitting to a- ask you a wee Champions League question Pat so did you watch that? I did, yes, yes. I've done my homework. Yeah, um, good, good. Well done. Good. <laughs> I know, right, I'm improving. <laughs> um, so, who scored the only goal of the game in the 1-0 victory against Rosenberg in the 2001 Champions League match at Celtic Park? Wow, you really don't want to hand them a victory I've this got, I've got nothing left. I'm giving it all. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing left. <laughs> all right, Ian Beale. I've got nothing <laughs> left. <laughs> 
Who scored the only goal of the 2001 Champions League match? Against Rosen. Against, yep. One, home or away? Uh, it was home. Celtic Park. And so we got beat away, I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. I can't. I think I've, I've got vague memories of watching that on holiday with my uncle. My research didn't uh, that far, mate. So. But not the home game. I mean, it's the obvious and the obvious guess is Larson, but I think that's I think you've laid a trap, Scotty. When they I chuck you a point that easy, like. so mm. have I? Or have I given it to you so easy? Because I'm nice. I'm a nice bear, you know. <laughs> nice bear. <laughs> oh, we did trap. <laughs> Oh, you teddy bear trap. I mean, this is a guess. There's there's multiple players I could choose. I don't know whether I go for one of the strikers. Rosenberg. These trivia questions started as a nice little friendly way to end the podcast. But you boys have managed to turn it. Battle of the wits. Uh, I'll say Stalin Petrov. Final answer. Final answer. You are wrong, sir. I thought so. Oh, no, it was a good that. shoot. It was Alan Thompson. Ah, was my second guess. He genuinely was. Was that a free kick? I can't remember. I just saw the, the name. Oh, nah, I didn't watch that. doesn't go that far, mate. <laughs> I got myself to a short list of Thompson, Sutton, Petrov, <laughs> yeah. and picked the wrong one. What yeah. a player he was, by the way. Uh, well, Scott, you've made frequent references to your team going bust. Oh, Jesus um, Christ, here we go. This episode, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to bother trying to explain tax debt to you, but I will ask you. Who was your top scorer ten years ago? Oh God, mentally mm-hmm. in the season two thousand and thirteen to two thousand and fourteen, and that's league and overall. Oh. Who was your top goal scorer? Well, they weren't playing no. European football then, were they? So kind of narrows it down a little bit. Well, I'm trying to think. It's trying to think what league were we in the championship at that point. Yeah. Did I just hear your phone vibrate? Are you phoning a friend? Uh, I'm not actually. Um, phoning Ali to ask him. Um, was that was that the Warburton? I think it was a war- you cheating like that chest? No, no, no. It's all my hands up. My hands are here. Um, <laughs> Stuff something somewhere that the sun don't shine. What? What's that? This Scott just made a very good visual joke for the for, for our listeners. <laughs> for those that don't have the ability to visually see it, well, it's quite funny. Um, that's a good one, Pat. Who was your top goal scorer I've got, in season yeah. 2013 to 14? Well, this is what was it? It's Joey Garner. Well, let's come back, Scott. When did you go bust? 12, is it not? I can't you remember. Tell I us, Pat, Pat would know this better. You know, it's, it's in the Celtic handbook. Uh, is it 11? Thanks, or 12. thanks, Pat. Um, I, knew, I knew the Celtic would know that. Um, Jelly and ice cream day. <laughs> sitting in the fire, right? Um, right, come on, you're still. <laughs> Right. Um, fucking hell. It's difficult. I think it's five. Chris Boyd. Four. Nah, I'm doing a joke. It was Kenny Miller. <laughs> was it not? Was, he not? was Kenny Miller not signed 14? You got uh, two guesses that you weren't take allowed. A, take, no, no, I'm going to give him one no, more. Take what, a deep I'm breath. I'm trying to think what league right. we were in. Were we in the bottom league or were we in the championship? Like, or League One. Or League One. League One. Right, okay, League that, one. That'll be different then. Uh, nah, I'm sorry. I can't have that. You've okay. had two guesses and they're both wrong. I'm the mediator here. That is... No, no, no. That's you've just board. helped you've him. Five oh, seconds. You've not helped five, League he was four, in. League One. Three, yeah, okay. two, one. Kevin Kyle. Nothing. Nah, he chucked it. Oh. Nope, it was... Chucked it there. But it was answer. Who was? Who was? Question. It was John Daly. Oh, I forgot he played for us. Me too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> really? I, I, st- I, I forgot. Like, to be honest, League One was just a total blur. Four guesses later. Nah. And Rangers have squeaked a 1 0 victory this week. So that makes it 4 3 yep. Celtic. I've done it right for the guy Scott. that's teams that is on fire. Right, on to predictions this week, boys. Uh, the scores on the doors as we stand just now are. We're kind of sitting. Scott with 10 Steve with 10 That's and you. Paddy with <laughs> 9 <laughs> now we have an international break coming up and after that it is Rangers at home to Hibs and Celtic away to Hearts now Rangers might have a new manager in the dugout by then so Scotty Rangers might have a new manager in the dugout for Hibs at home what are your predictions for both that and Celtic away to Hearts what a weekend by the way that's, that's a good tasty. weekend are both of the games on TV 
doubt it. Anyway, that's another. That's, that's a joke. Fed with Derby wasn't on TV, by the way. But carry on. Yeah, I yeah. Know. That's a that's a episode. Not even Alba. Like, not anything. Yeah. For a different. Not anything. Uh, right. So I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say two 0 to Rangers, because just because it's at home, um, might get that new manager buzz. John Daly to get a double. This <laughs> <laughs> is John Daly, um, and it's it's a tricky game for Celtic the time So I think that might be a one all draw. Mm. You hope. I'm hoping your heart yeah. is really in your head, son. I'm just hope. I'm just hope. I'm just hoping Alex Lowry buries one in the top <laughs> corner to win the game. That would be sensational. But I'm trying to be diplomatic. I'm going to say a one-one draw. I'm going to so. say Rangers to win three-two, and Celtic to win two-one. Nice path. Oh, I really rate this new Hibs manager. So I think. That Rangers will have a manager, but they won't have had much time. I'm going to go. I'm going to take a bit of a risk with my lead here. I'm going to say that Rangers draw two all with Hibs. Oh. Yep. Nice. And did I say the Celtic game was away? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's away. Yeah. Celtic away to Hearts. By the way, oh yeah, I can't. I guess I, I can't believe Hearts are that high up in the table. I think Celtic win three 0 I think Celtic win three 0 on that one. Cool. Thought reasons why. So. <laughs> Just the, the just on a bit of a juggernaut yeah. just now, aren't they? I mean, they'll come back from international football pending no injuries and stuff. Um, I know quite a few of their boys have to travel a little bit further, but I just I, I don't rate Hearts to be honest with you. I've seen them a few times this season. I don't I don't yeah. think they're actually. That something good. I just think I forgot. I just think they've not played. Well. Hearts haven't played any of the old firm yet, yeah. and they're only fourth. They've got Celtic yeah. this game, and then they've got Rangers the week after. Hearts could lose both those games, or probably will lose both those games, and they'll find themselves seventh or eighth. I don't think Hearts have been that great. Something I forgot to say about Celtic's mentality as well during the domestic thing is it was so pleasing to see us going down to 10 men and getting our keeper sent off at Levy and still win 3 0. You know, yeah. like this Celtic machine yeah. is definitely made of stern stuff. Oh, yeah, there's definitely resilience for you guys. Definitely, Rogers got his feet back under the table and players playing the way he wants to now. You can definitely see that. I just think with Tynecastle, Tynecastle is a difficult place to go. Not recently. Mm. Seen a few weeks after the international break. See you boys later. Couldn't have gone on holiday. No, Scott. No, no, no. Really. <laughs> don't, don't do anything. You might have had more chance of actually getting the Scotland game on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to the Boy and the Bear. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email episode suggestions to theboyandthebear at gmail.com or follow us at Instagram at boybearpod. Hail, hail. Follow, follow. See you later, boys. See you, boys. Pleasure as always, boys. Pleasure as always.